0: So I have to assume you traded your voice for a pair of human podcasts.
1: Who who said that?
0: It's Record Ralph, baby.
1: What? from this the second one? Yes. Who who says that? Penelope? Remember Ariel his name
0: is? Remember they're like going through like trying to evaluate if she's a princess or not, oh and okay, it's like talking Do you to have magic Vanellope. Hands? I forget it's vanilla yes.
1: she's vanilla peanut, which is honestly great pun work,
0: yes, um, there are so many lines. like look, I know those movies are kind of distressed assets now, especially the right. second one because like everyone hates Disney and it's all Disney, and also like the internet stuff is very dated, yeah but, like. Those movies rule, and I, like I kind him. of love Wreck-It Ralph too.
1: I I also kind of love Wreck-It Ralph too. I don't know,
0: but yeah, are we like old? Are we di- out of touch? Maybe a little bit. Oh, it man. was either that, or I was going to do the whole monologue about like you have to sing into an important pool of water because the water's a metaphor, you see um yeah there's okay. like seven or eight just banger lines in that whole little section right because one she sa- ariel says so i have to assume you traded your voice for a pair of human legs and vanelope goes no good lord why would you do that <laughs> and then one of them goes do you have a do you have a dad who doesn't understand you i don't even have a mom and then like hey, seven princesses me. just rotate behind her in like perfect <laughs> unison again that, those movies fucking rule you know yeah, what they like, do And, like, again, I appreciate just having nice comedies in the canon. Welcome to the Disney desk, everyone. Carter here.
1: And I'm Sydney.
0: And we are in a very special month because it is my birthday month. Woo!
1: August is Carter's birthday month, baby. And those of you that have been with us since February will probably remember Sydney's birthday month. And we decided to just make that like a thing, um, where yeah. in every, and and we happen to have birthdays that are exactly six months apart, so that works every six it really months. Out well, right, <laughs> this was destined to me. Um, so every February and August, like we'll that that'll just be celebrating ourselves month. And this month we're celebrating Carter.
0: Yes, so I kind of had um, a free pass to sort of come up with ideas that I thought would be fun for... Like, I kind of got to dictate what episodes we did this month. I tried to center it around stuff that personally interested me or, like, nostalgic stuff that specifically kind of leaned toward my history with Disney, uh, like DCOMs, movies, topics that, like, appeal to my sort of Disney-ness. Right. And one... And for me, I have had like a grab bag of topics that I've wanted to do for the longest time, but I just didn't really, they just didn't feel fit comfortably into any specific month or period. Mm -hmm. So I use this as an opportunity to get some of those through the gates. And one that I've been particularly excited for that I thought of a while ago that kind of worked out perfectly is our topic for this week. Mm. Um, So I don't know if you knew this, Sydney, and I sure didn't know it, but it turns out That the official World Princess Week is August 20th to 26th, right into my birthday.
1: That is so... Like, okay. And feel free to edit this out. We have been, like, weirdly coincidentally topical lately. Right. And I don't think either of us had any intention of... Of even attempting with a ten foot pole to talk about Ethan Slater and all of the drama that's going on. But isn't it freaking weird that we <laughs> would have No, a we're month, keeping
0: this in, I'm doubling it.
1: <laughs> that we would have like a SpongeBob month and we would sing the praises of this man. And then all right of this, all of this crap would just like come to light online and he would so
0: essentially
1: be cancelled, I guess. Kind of? Can you say that?
0: I mean, is yeah, that what's happening? Is he
1: famous to enough it. to be canceled? But
0: I mean, among Broadway circles, yes. But like, yes. But do they care? Working like, No. Right, exactly. Working clash clubs who also have an affinity for Ariana Grande.
1: Right. Um, what utter insanity that that was just going on while Love we were opening just my like
0: month with this. <laughs>
1: right. So anyway, I'll address We time, had to like... address it
0: eventually. You right. know what? No, fair's fair. We I'm... couldn't just <laughs> gloss over this.
1: I'm bringing it up because it's like here we are again like we thought of this episode before either of us realized that this event this princess event was even coming so it just kind of works out that way for us I guess.
0: Yeah, like I said, I this was one of like five or six random ideas that I've had for a while. We mm-hmm. were sitting, we have our like weekly in-person meeting or monthly in-person meeting where we're like, we are just going to talk podcast and like yeah. get the schedule locked in. Right. And you picked up on this idea and we both got really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out it's Disney. Pre- I'm sorry. Can I just say one more thing about the Ethan Slater thing? Okay. This, yes. I don't want, okay. I just think it's also it very funny your that Tom Kenny's wife. Then because people to... just were seeing SpongeBob, so they're like, "Tom Kenny, you dog! You we all love you, you, like, like, we you, and you let us
1: down." And She to be like, "This is not my husband. You let
0: us down." Like, you've got the wrong SpongeBob. Right. Um, but then she goes, "But I ship it because those two are really cute." And I'm like, "Girl, girl did you not know he's already married?" Stop it. Like, truly, Come this on. entire story supposed is supposed to be a girls' girl. Hitting- <laughs> Every branch of the tree you hit <laughs> on the way to just face planting hard, like that police officer on the slide. Somehow you're on your stomach and you just eat that gravel. Um,
1: the police officer. Th- this <laughs> like, is the, our.
0: Mo- this is already okay, our most wait. dated episode in history.
1: It re- this is a time capsule right now. <laughs> like, because I have to say, like. Okay, wait, my favorite tweet about all of this. I don't know if I said this to you. It was like being called not a girl's girl in the month of Barbie is a lethal blow. <laughs> and I'm like
0: just It really like, is. A heart-stopper punch. <laughs>
1: it really is like the insult to top all insults. If you know, you know what a what a girl's girl is and to be called not one while everyone is like yay girl boss, go us. Ooh, that that's got to hurt. <laughs> That is cop going down the slide.
0: I mean, it's accurate to my birthday that this would just be a garbled mess of topics where you just keep saying things, because if you stop making noise for a minute, your head you have to you, sit Your with yourself. head becomes hollow.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Um, anywho, so it kind of became perfect that Princess Week fell under this, because right. sort of a, a confluence of ideas I really like. So Sydney, as we've mentioned, has gotten really into football over the last year, Whereas I'm, like, one of those maniacs who has multiple fantasy football teams at any given time. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave me the idea of a fantasy princess draft. So the idea... Well, we'll explain the idea as we go along. But I like the idea that both of us had to basically pick our team of princesses in a draft-style setting. We can't have any repeats like we do with our favorite Marvel stuff. You know, we only get a certain amount of picks. Mm-hmm. Like... Have strict rules and really make you think about what combination of princesses you want. Mm. And Sydney, because you're a master of context, and like, well, let's think of a specific context to have this. That gave us way more inspiration because, you know, when you're drafting a team, you have to think about, you know, the context. What are you going to do with the
1: team? Yeah.
0: And because I'm a nerd about like D and D and tabletop games, we decided to make it like draft your princess fantasy team to go on a fantasy adventure.
1: Right. So so with that in mind, we kind of wanted to take this dungeons and dragons-esque game with it instead of just like because surely we have talked about in the past what our favorite princesses are and that's fine, but like let's actually think about this like in universe. So Right. So so yeah, so Carter wrote up like a quest For us to actually think about an actual specific challenge or adventure that we would have to go through, which princesses would we want to be on our team to be successful through this magical Disney quest?
0: Yes. Um, I'm really excited to dive into this topic, but honestly, Sydney, you know, we've been working so hard lately. You know, we've been doing so much content for everyone you know we've been doing so much research
1: you know we did so like we worked so hard this past month and i'm glad you mentioned that because i was gonna ask like do you want to go to the movies
0: let's go to the movies
1: yeah let's let's go to the movies Okay, yes. Let's go to the movies. So here on the Disney Desk, if you've been with us over the last year, uh, you've heard our Internet Minute segment, but we've kind of been in the mood to switch it up. And we've also been in the mood to see a lot of movies in theaters lately. So we want to introduce something new to the show, and we decided let's have a segment that we'll bring up when we see something new and we just want to talk about what we saw, you know. We, we don't always, as you can see, have the time to turn these into, like, full-length reviews. Nor do I think either of mm. us are necessarily interested in having our channel be just, like, reviewing what came out in theaters all yeah. the time.
0: For we, me, that's always been, like, a, yeah. you know, we're not a review channel. That's exactly. not really fun to me. I like a... I like focusing on more of a historical context or, like, a cultural context.
1: Exactly. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to talk about these things that we see, at least a little bit. So (laughs) let's go to the movies and talk about what we've seen.
0: Yes. Um, And, like, I feel like we've been building up to doing something like this since we saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And we're like, we just have to get this out of our system. For sure. Um, And in the whole context of, like, the birthday month... Mm -hmm. Again, timing being as fortuitous as it is, right. I thought it was very perfect that we talked about uh, the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Sydney's birthday, mm-hmm. and as if uh, our friends at Paramount or Nickelodeon heard us, they decided to drop a brand new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And that was so
1: nice of just, them. They must listen to oh, the Disney yeah. Desk. i I'm sure they do.
0: I mean, I know people who work at Nickelodeon. Hopefully one of them listens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, it worked out perfectly. And we got to see it literally the first possible screening at our theater. Right, right. Truly. Day one on a Tuesday at two o'clock, we are like, you know what? I'm going to forego my usual COVID precaution. Like, let's wait. I'll wait till random day a couple weeks out. I'm like... No, let's try the reverse. Let's like mm-hmm. break, be the first one to break through the store window exactly. and cheese it before the cops show up. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we want to talk about the film. Um, do you want to set a timer just to keep us from going off, or do you trust us to stay a right, reasonable amount of time for the? Episode? I'm
1: looking at the timestamp. Right now, I, I think we can. I think we can handle ourselves. We just saw this like what two days ago?
0: Yes. Uh, and I... yeah, cause it's, we record on a Thursday and we saw it on a Tuesday.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: and yet I feel like I've been grappling with this in my head for years.
1: Yes. Yeah. I have had sleepless nights since. Um, let's, let's start with the most exciting thing about this, which is that we got merch.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Uh, we did get merch and it's funny because I thought this was exclusive to AMC cause AMC was doing oh. a lot of promotional material for this. So I was like, oh man, should we just suck it up and go to the further away AMC to get cool stuff? And we get to Concessions, and they are doing a charity thing where you can buy little heart yeah, pins. Yeah, we have these with,
1: heart pins. Uh, I'm
0: uh, holding one right now um, with It's Turtle Time on them. Uh, they come in all four colors for mm-hmm. the team.
1: Right? I and... got my favorite two. You got your favorite two, right? Are they your favorite yes. two? Uh,
0: yeah, I would say so. You know, I realized I'm a I've become a bit of a Leo stan. Someone's gotta right. stand up for that guy.
1: Yeah. Um I got my favorite Raff, but also a Mikey.
0: And I got a Donatello, which we establish as my favorite, and a Leo. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, you know what's so funny? Like as
1: I'm as, as even as we're like we haven't even started talking about the film and I'm already remembering like some of my favorite jokes.
0: I think that's one of the best things about this movie. It does, like, I do feel bad that it, like, so much of its conversation is in the context of, like, Into the Spider-Verse, because it is its own thing. But at the same time, it does fall under that Chris Miller, Phil Lord, oeuvre, like, it has that similar energy of, like, you'll just be, like, sitting, you'll just be doing something completely unrelated, and Mm -hmm. you'll just think of something. Yes. You'll just think of a random, innocuous line, or a weird little visual gag. Right. Um... For me, I just keep giggling at there is a bit where all the turtles are fighting together and they do that bit where they bring their shells together to smush someone and his face just turns into like a cartoon, like his (laughs) eyes pop out, like a, like a early Nickelodeon cartoon. And I just keep thinking about like how ridiculous that is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I keep thinking about all of the, um, different like animation style changes that this film has what okay what I probably appreciate most about this film is that like it does not stick to one style of Mm -hmm. of animation at all um for like a lot of different reasons I don't want to give away too much about it but yeah I love that animation like that 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 animation filmmakers are truly sort of like not just thinking out of the box but absolutely like drop kicking the box away like there they is just set the box
0: on fire. They set the box on threw, like, fire.
1: There it. is nothing there's nothing out of reach with this medium of storytelling. And I can say confidently, I think I I think this film damn near exhausts all of its options.
0: Right? It does feel like by the time we get to the end of the movie, and it's a pretty laid back movie for the most part. It's yeah, pretty much for a vibe sure. movie. But at the same time you feel like physically exhausted from the sheer like visual language like yes. you have had to train your eye to adapt to so many different things and mm-hmm. your ears to adapt to so many things that mm-hmm. you're kind of like oh i don't know if i could have done like i don't know if i could have even absorbed another 10 20 minutes of this right um there is one shot in particular and i am not going to spoil what it is in any way shape or form mm-hmm. but even in the theater I looked over at you, and I feel, like, I try not to, like, speak out during movies, but I literally turned to you <laughs> and go, like a, that's insane.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, where I'm like, I don't even know how you begin to conceive that idea, to pitch it to the director, yeah. do storyboard, animatic, and, like, start designing it. So and that like, it makes sense for anyone.
1: We've talked a bit in the past about... About how like a part of beginning to tell a story is like priming the audience with the rules. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a bit when we talked about the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, but like films have to do something similar, where like there has to be a a a time when you like you need to sort of introduce to the audience like what the rules of the animation are, what the what the what the pacing is like, like how is the story going to be told, what's the information you need to know and yeah. this film like does that and then continuously like gaslights you like like in the best way like i can't even really complain right. about this but they continuously change their own rules from beginning to end of this movie there is no consistency and the only reason that works is because it's the ninja turtles
0: right yeah, and like, they, it's already been, like, I hate to just regurgitate the talking points of the creators, mm-hmm. but they, but when they execute their vision this strongly, it's like, well, that's just the easiest way to describe it. They've described it as like, yeah, this is a movie we're focusing in on the teenage element. This movie is yeah. excessively young adult, like early college kid, like they late even, high school.
1: I was going to say, in terms of like, I'm sorry, I was going to say that they even feel younger than than teenage <laughs> to me. And did you get that vibe as well?
0: A little bit. They feel like freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like really young in this movie. Yeah. In terms of the aesthetic, it feels like a grab bag of like scribbles Mm -hmm. and sketches on a notepad. I love even when the art style is quote unquote chill. You're Mm. seeing three or four insane things where it's like someone just took a graffiti pen and scribbled all over like a bunch of animation. Like the base art style And even in terms of teaching you the rules, I love the beginning of the movie is this pretty intense? like, scene with, like, military guy, like, setting up the idea of the mutation, like, mutagen and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all these mad scientist stuff. Like, the movie is grimy. There are sequences, like, not just from, yeah, and it's funny because it's like, it kind of does so much of what the Michael Bay movie does, but better. You're like, Yeah. yeah, but this looks good. This is good. They did a good job this time. You know what um, this
1: reminded me of? The animation style weirdly reminded me of that the thing that we covered back during Halloween time—the Wendell and and Wild. And Wild yes. It reminded me a lot of watching that,
0: right? Because it it's in terms like, of it being just gross. like shapes. Yes like the way everyone is super caricaturized yes. and grimy and like ugly all the humans you're like what is wrong with your face yeah
1: exactly yeah everyone's ugly like, like the turtles are the only ones that look normal to my brain
0: right because it's like well at least your shape is consistent right like your head isn't changing. isn't a potato shape like yeah you. and like even just like the lighting and I don't even know where to Begin with how they do the lighting in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like it looks dimly lit, like mm-hmm. as an aesthetic choice, and I'm like, how hard is that to do in CGI? And, yeah. Like, on top of every other little thing you're trying to do with this movie, on top of the fact that it's like really hard to do action CGI stuff. Like it takes a lot of work to like choreograph this well. Mm-hmm. We're not that far removed from Incredibles, where they're like, you can't have this many action scenes in a CGI movie. It'll, it won't, it'll, you'll break the computers.
1: Right. And you know I I kind of want to touch on story a little bit without without giving yes. anything away but the only thing that I want to say is that like it is refreshing to have a like the the turtles story has always been about like them having to like accept and appreciate their circumstances as is. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about, it's always been about them wanting something that's just out of reach, not understanding why they can't have what they want. Um, and being able to kind of like find a middle ground or find compromise and without giving anything away, like I, I think they get what they want and something is just so nice about seeing them just kind of like win. Like, without any compromise, they just kind of get the thing that they wanted exactly how they wanted it.
0: Right. They are setting this up to be kind of, like, a new franchise. Like, this is the next. Yeah. This is post-Rise of the Turtles. This is the new version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm so satisfied where everything ended up. I'm almost like,
1: I don't even yes. know what else you do. Right.
0: Um. Yeah, in terms of storytelling, it is simple, achingly sincere... And very, but at the right. same time, very like nonchalant about everything. It's goofy. Yes. Like I love that they lean into the idea that these are just four like twelve-year-olds, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: are been given ninja stars.
1: Exactly. Have weapons. Have real um, weapons.
0: Yes. Who that have real dangerous <laughs> weapons. And it's insane how well they balance it, where it's like, yeah, they're goofy and they screw up, but at the same time, they're also, like, really competent and good at what they do. Mm-hmm. That's such a hard line to balance. Because, like, they don't lose that many fights. Like, oh, they're yeah. good at what they're doing. Right. They're just teens. So every now and then... It's like kind of silly. One of their weapons will ricochet off something and explode something.
1: Right. And they'll have to be like, oops, sorry. You know, also, I'll say that, like, to kind of round this out, um, so nice to get, like... I feel like this is the first time in a while I've seen a proper arc for Splinter. Yes, and like, or or I or I want to say I'm glad to see Splinter shown in like a multi dimensional way. Like he is usually played as like kind of one note, old mm-hmm. wise, stuck in his way. He's the moral. He's supposed hunter. to juxtapose, ju- juxtapose, excuse me, the teenagers by being an elderly wise rat who wants to keep things the way that they've always been right and and, and it's all under the guise the of safety and he's their father yeah. figure obviously but um he gets to like grow and we see different colors to this person to this rat to this you know mm-hmm. to their thing
0: again like so much of what we were talking about in our original turtles episode kind of is get captured where we're like give April a story arc that coincides oh, yeah. and harmonizes with the turtles that they don't feel like two separate stories. Mm-hmm. Let tr- Splinter do more mm-hmm. and like let the, you know, you know, let the characters be like teens. Right. I also like, I don't know. And like something about making it animated unlocked so much mm-hmm. um, in terms of all of that. Because, again, it's just, like, a brisker, simpler, like, it lets the narrative be a little more simple and a little more clean and a little less, like, oh, MacGuffin, 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 MacGuffin. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how, like, it's a surprisingly violent movie. Like, I appreciate that, like, they realize, oh, it's animated, so we can get away with having them use their weapons and, like, actually, like, hit stuff. (laughs) And I love, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want us to go off the rails. There's so many different
1: Everything I want to say is so spoilery, man. Like... I I think we've hit the ceiling here.
0: All right. Well, I will sum up my thoughts concisely. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it is the first time since the original live-action movie that someone was able to successfully take all of, like, the goofy, charming personality of the original cartoon, like, you know, once they all get their own colors and personalities, with the, like, grimy, like, 80s New York, like, indie comic energy of the original comic. Mm. and and yet it still feels like a brand new thing mm-hmm. that makes this feel fresh for kid Like, yeah. much like Rise of the Turtles, we're not just wallowing in nostalgia anymore. This is a version for a new generation that I think is really going to hit off. And that's before we get to, like, I love how toyetic this film is. Like, yes. I love that they're just like, yes, there's all kinds of vehicles, there's all kinds of gadgets, right. there's, like, seven different critters, and, like, oh, you're all going to yeah. have your favorite. Again, it feels like hey, if this was the first time we ever did a Ninja Turtles thing, like, it, like, the 80s cartoon doesn't exist. This is the first time we're making a cartoon based on this comic. And this is what you came up with? I'd be like, yeah, you nailed it.
1: Right. Okay, what a fun time with the movies. Should we get back to work?
0: Let's get back to work. So... Because Sydney, like, I think Sydney was right to recommend Context for this, because it did add, like, an extra element to this. It's not just picking favorites. You have to think about, like, how all of this is going to work. So I'm not the, like, I haven't done a lot of DM work or, like, leading tabletop games, but I kind of just mapped it out like this. So the idea I came up with, it is, yes, it is a sort of Dreamlight Valley-style world. Like, all the Disney worlds are connected. You can access them. For some reason in my head, it's a lot like Super Mario 64 where there's like the Disney World castle and like there are paintings you can jump through Mm. just because I like the idea of jumping through paintings. Right. Um, All of the Disney villains have come together and have decided to take over the town. Mickey's been captured and they've either gotten some kind of powerful magical item like the wishing star or the sorcerer's hat or the fairy godmother's wand. So we both have to assemble a team of five princesses who come together on a quest to save the world and the idea is it's like in terms of like D archetypes it's a classic liberate the town from a warlock style thing right i almost kind of imagined it like um breath of the wild where they're like okay there's the end of the quest if you go now you'll probably get like riggedy riggedy wrecked but like there's all these side <laughs> yeah. quests you can do to get like magical items and like help the town out and gain allies <laughs> i kind of like the idea that like little corners of this world are taken over by different villains right so there's like the gaston part there's Mm -hmm. the captain hook part and like you know you go on quests collect magical items solve puzzles and battle henchmen and of course the final battle is against maleficent because she's a dragon and it's basically dungeons and dragons right right so we
1: need that yeah
0: So in terms of how we are doing this is I am going to flip a digital coin to decide who gets the first pick in this draft. While technically we're prioritizing the 13 quote unquote canon princesses and Frozen because they're really annoying and have Frozen as its own branding. Again, I get it, but it's annoying. Stop. Um, Yeah. Why? Right. Disney, one of the things that's good about you is you're pretty good at keeping your branding and silos clean. Making two separate princess brandings is annoying. Yeah. Um, For reasons like this, don't are, you know we
1: have a podcast?
0: Yes, exactly. But yeah, there you're going. We're going to have the freedom to pick, um, like outside of that too, if we so choose. Right. Yeah. What? And once a princess is picked, they're no longer available. It literally works like a draft.
1: Wow. All right. Okay. You ready to go? Yes. Do you have a coin?
0: Uh, yes, I pulled up Google's coin flipper. Cool. Heads or tails, Sydney? Okay, tails. heads i'm also screenshotting it so you don't call me a liar Mm -hmm. um so okay with the first pick i already have my first pick ready to go
1: Mm -hmm. okay
0: do you do you want to have team names
1: yeah because everything's more fun with a team name okay Um, um okay mine's gonna be team barbie obviously
0: oh i was gonna do a disney thing i was gonna go team rose there's no rules I was going to do either rose or slippers. I'll go with rose. Mine's literally
1: going to be Team Barbie. I don't care.
0: All right. Well, at least you'll have clean color coding.
1: There you go.
0: Okay. With the first pick in the 2023 Princess Adventure draft, the Carter Roses select Rapunzel from Tangled.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yes. So I kind of went back and forth on this. Obviously, like... I like Rapunzel, but I don't know if I'd put her in my top three or four princesses just in terms of, like, my favorites. Mm -hmm. But in the context of going on an adventure, I really, she covers kind of a lot of ground in terms of what you need on an adventure. One, she's just generally high spirits, and she's, like, a go-getter. Like, she knows how to bake, she knows how to paint, she's good with kids, like, she's a good rah-rah person. Like, she really Mm. lets herself get down. She's, which I guess is true about a lot of these princesses, but, like, Happy optimism is good when you've been dungeon yeah. crawling for two hours and you've gotten like, you know, you just had to escape a gelatinous cube that was trying to dissolve you. Um, <laughs> yes. But mainly, one, she's a capable fighter. She uses her frying pan lethally. She's turned a frying <sighs> pan into a, you know, a weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm, and as also, you yes, she has magic hair. So she's a basically the healer of the group. Like, right. any injury, any, like, wound we get can be overcome by magical glowing hair. And on top of that, it's also, u- it has utility. She can make grappling hooks. She can swing across blings. She can disarm people from a distance. She, she is kind of an all-around viable asset to the team.
1: Okay, so you already took one of mine. She wasn't high up, but I have a category in my notes here called weapons girlies. And
0: (laughs) you categorize them
1: and just in my personal notes of like, okay, like for, for like, for this type of skill, who falls under that for that type of skill. And yes, I have a weapons, a weapons girlies category. And just because of the frying pan, she's under weapons.
0: Yes, I am. Yeah, I did it more as like a traditional, like, in the NFL, they call it like a draft board where you just list mm-hmm. all the people you would actually consider drafting and like you take people off based on different criteria and go from there.
1: I see. Well I'm not well versed on how drafts go anyway, so I just made it up as I went along.
0: It is funny that we're doing it as a draft because I think the draft is kind of immoral and should be abolished, but you know. <laughs> well, Imagine being yeah. a dentist and being told like, No, you have to go to Pittsburgh. Sorry. <laughs> they wouldn't sorry it's even worse in the NBA because they do a lottery oh yeah it's like oh sorry you have to go to San Antonio because their ping pong balls landed at this point right sorry there you go don't think about it too hard yo right (laughs) all right Sydney who's your first pick
1: my first pick the Sydney Barbies select Tiana
0: it i was curious where tiana was gonna land on this oh
1: i need my girly pop i need tiana and so i made her like priority i was like there's no way i'm not gonna have tiana up front like and like okay so here's why here's why so like she she has experience i mean not that not that these other chicks don't have experience with like long quests but she's got like wilderness experience at this point. Here's why I picked she her. A I damn picked odyssey. her because I feel like she's innovative. She's the most innovative, specifically because mm-hmm. she found a way to like cook them a meal with whatever she could find as a frog. She found she found cooking utensils in the wilderness, like as a frog. <laughs>
0: yeah, she has ranger skills. She has her. She's a Girl Scout
1: at heart. Yeah, like, and I. Cannot help but feel like she would not only make a great leader. I mean, like, she's my Leonardo right now. Like, if we're, like, to to blend a lot of ideas together, Tiana's going to be my Leonardo. Because um, not only do I think that she makes an excellent, like, obviously, she's extremely innovative. She is, like, the survival girl of the bunch. But like I also think she would bring out the best in the others, you know, no matter who was on the team, I'm thinking about like her dynamic with Ray and um why oh Lewis. I don't know why I was forgetting his name. Um, and even Naveen, that like she can kind of like get everybody back on track when they inevitably get distracted by like a side side quest. Um and also she can like negotiate with with baddies with with the right. right you know what I mean she has experience yeah. you with need that someone too. with
0: yeah you need someone with like a high persuasion role yes so, like you know because you're gonna need stuff you're gonna need to talk someone out of fighting or you're going to need to talk someone into just giving you what you need so mm-hmm. you can keep moving you know what you've sold me on this I I, <laughs> ha- I wanted to on my team more than I thought she would like contribute but you're right no she has like utility skills that yes. are vital um For, like, any quest-giving thing. Like, I have a character in D&D whose whole thing is just they're very good at intuition. They're good at reading people. Mm. So the whole thing is just, like, oh, can I figure out if someone's lying and use that information to my advantage? Right. I like that. Right. I also sent you over... um, Disney has some kind of iPhone game called Mirrorverse, where the idea is it's all, like, action-y versions of heroes fighting the darkness. Um, (laughs) Interesting. And... I saw Tiana was a playable character, and I was like, "Okay, how do they do this?" And they make her an alchemist, and I'm like, "That's kind of interesting." I can kind of see that because it's like, yeah, you translate cooking to um, like the idea of potion making, right? For me, I think it would be cool if her food was just magical because it brings people together. True. I've it's one of the things I've always wanted to do because, like, in traditional D anD D, like a bard is a musical person; Mm -hmm. music translates to magic, Mm -hmm. but it. It can be any art. Like, it's not specifically limited to just you have to play an instrument to create art. It's the idea that art is magic. Right. And exactly. I was like, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. I did, like, a ventriloquist person, and they could predict the future. Mm. I, wouldn't it be cool to have someone who's, like, a cook, and their power is they cook something, and it creates magic?
1: Right. Like Julieta? Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. First who's round nice? picks, Rapunzel and Tiana are off the board. Nice. For my second pick in the two thousand twenty three fantasy <laughs> princess draft or princess adventure draft, we'll get the branding better sure, next season. Yeah, um, I select Moana.
1: Ooh, so I mean this is one. this is a no brainer. I'll be honest. Like, right? But let's 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 talk about it.
0: I will say the top tier of like the modern princesses all feel like layups in terms of <laughs> right. Like, Oh, not only do they all have some kind of magic or magic friend, but they also all have, like, adventuring skills. Right, right. Yeah. So Moana's an easy one. She's a wayfinder. She's an explorer. She na- knows how to navigate any space that she's in. Right. She's a good leader. She's, like, no-nonsense, but knows how to have fun, knows sure. how to keep morale up. She's good enough a fight. She can use a paddle board to fight off a horde. That's true. She's pretty, fe- like, she's fearless. She runs up to a volcano woman and doesn't even flinch. <laughs> right. She has oceanic skills, which are grossly underrated, because that one time you have to cross a river or have to, like, get underwater to a sunken ship to get something, yeah. you need one person who can do that, or you're just up Schitt's Creek. hmm And also, she has a, like, she doesn't inherently have magical powers, but she has an emotional connection to the ocean that she can call upon in case of an emergency.
1: Right, and it's always an emergency if you're calling the ocean.
0: Exactly. You can't trust the ocean. No. <laughs> that thing that crushes people.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, yeah, good. I, I
1: like easy. this. I uh, well, I obviously like she was in the in my like perimeter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something about her seemed like a no-brainer. You know. Mm-hmm. For for navigation purposes. She literally can look up at the sky and be like, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> like, she doesn't right. need any tools to, like, to get where she's going. She, like, learned... She is the tool.
0: Right. She can interpret nature to figure out what direction they need to go.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, that's a good choice. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so what's that? Ra- Rapunzel and Moana? Yes. That's pretty... Sta- like, so far... Oh, yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Like... It's the later rounds where you're really going to have to get the wild cards. You're going to have to really be creative. Right,
1: right. Okay. Is it my turn now? Yes. Okay. Round two. The um, Sydney Barbies select Esmeralda.
0: Esmeralda? Okay. She technically isn't one of the canon princesses, but she right. was at one point. So I'm all for putting her on. Putting the her team.
1: in? Excellent. Thank you. Now, Esmeralda has always been one of my favorite characters um, in general, across the board, not just amongst mm-hmm. princesses. But I absolutely want her on my team. You know, honestly, like in in like, uh, I think a lot of my picks are just based on like, you know, grit. Mm-hmm. I literally put has the gonads in my notes. Um <laughs> she's on she's she's on my list just based on like chutzpah alone. like I just kind of want a someone that I feel like could be a a canon if need be um someone that is like has a really noble center um but I also feel like could just kick butt if she needed to, and she often needs like to it. like I mean look at where she's from. Paris is no oh, joke.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also like that she has, like, tricks up her sleeve. Like, exactly. She, in, in, like, traditional D&D par- language, it's, like, a rogue. She's a pickpocket. She knows mm-hmm. how to, like, sneak around. One of my favorite little moments in any, like, any princess has is when they're, like, sees her, and she's like, all right, it's one, two, three, four, five oh, no, what am I going to do? And she (laughs) pretends she's, like, crying into a handkerchief and just slams a smoke bomb down. Right. And, like, creates a calamity. Like, that's just, you know. That's what you
1: need up front, yeah.
0: Yeah, any crowded, chaotic scene she's going to thrive in. She thrives on the grid.
1: Exactly. But I also just, I've always appreciated her for, like, wanting to do what's right not just for her own reasons but she has always sort of been community focused she's always like so so this is a quest about like saving an entire community from something evil she's a girl who's just like naturally doing that anyway
0: exactly she's never gonna get tempted out of doing the right thing
1: correct yeah she's extremely empathetic and cares for other people
0: if a magic rock starts talking to you and promising you a unlimited power, if you just release it, yeah. like, you, you, she's not going to fall for that. No, no, she wouldn't. All right.
1: Okay. These are some
0: good picks so far.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. Okay, <laughs> okay, so so round three, who you got?
0: Okay, this one is going to be interesting. There are two different people who I think are kind of out-of-the-box picks who I wanted to bring onto the team for basically the same reasons. My pick is, and I think I'm leaning toward this one, I think my pick is Jasmine from Aladdin.
1: Okay. Why the hesitation?
0: Well, because, like, on paper, it's like, well, she doesn't have magic. She doesn't, like, she has a few action moments, but, like, Aladdin usually takes the lead on any, like, go-getting action thing. Right. I'm combining a little bit of the live action and the animated here. Because the live action does establish, like, no, she's a tactician. She understands, like, politics and borders and, like, strategy. Mm. You know, you need one person who can be like, okay, I'm I'm mapping out the plan. Here's how we're na- navigating this town. This is, I, like, I know how to, like, schmooze these people. Like, I know what these people need to get what we want. Gotcha. Um, she has a tiger, which, like, oh, that's I'm also helpful. a fan of anyone yeah i'm a fan of anyone with an animal companion every quest needs an animal companion that's true yeah and i sort of like i'm playing a little calvin ball with one idea in particular so one thing i like about kingdom hearts is when you get through the aladdin like in kingdom hearts you have summons the idea is there's like a handful of disney characters who can summon into any world and they can bail you out and the first one it's like tinkerbell dumbo simba and one other one i'm forgetting Um, but when you beat the aladdin world like it ends where the first movie ends, where like Genie's like been freed, and he makes a point to be like, "Well, I'm done taking orders from anyone, mm. but I might be willing to do a favor for a friend." And mm-hmm. then it's like, "You've unlocked the Genie summon, so every now and then you can just call him into the battle." That's and he really can cool. The tide. That yes, is super and super interesting. Like, and I like the idea that that's her like once a day sort of d- like there like D and D classes all have abilities that you can only use like once or twice a day, like. Um, Like, for example, a sorcerer can use a certain amount of points a day to basically change their magic to, Mm -hmm. like, make it so it's like, oh, this spell is stronger. Or this spell that normally causes collateral damage only targets the stuff I want it to target. I like the idea that Jasmine's version of that is every now and then she can call her fourth wall breaking supernatural friend who basically, like, change the scene, alter the mood um like give them mm. an upper hand that okay. they might not have right but only like once every now and then because exactly. otherwise then why are we going on this quest one person could solve it
1: <laughs> right right okay gotcha yeah i like that i i also toyed around with the idea of including jasmine again just based on like Hatspa, you know
0: yes Um, If you're curious, the other one who would have fallen, the two others that would have fallen under that category were Aurora and Cinderella because they both have like magical guardians.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, Aurora is a great pick then for like magical, a posse. Mm -hmm. She got a posse.
0: Yes. Well, I also like that one and I might end up just putting her on my team depending on how these last couple picks go. Mm -hmm. But like I also like... That it's like they fall under the most traditional, like sort of odyssey esque fantasy adventure thing, where they're literally giving you specific items. They're like, here's a sword, here's a shield. They have magical properties, like, go do the quest. It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's Greek mythology esque, where it's like, okay, Athena just gave you an owl. That's kind of cool.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Who's Back your favorite pick? Okay. Mm-hmm. In round three, I am picking. This is another one that's not technically part of the canon, and we can debate it. But I'm going with Megara.
0: Okay. I'm willing to accept it.
1: Right? She sings a song. Mm-hmm. So that that's the criteria. Yeah. Is if you it sing not? a song, I'm
0: willing to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, so many of the ones who don't get in, I'm like, because people are like, oh, why not the lady from why not the lady from Black Culture? And I'm like, she doesn't even sing a song. Get out of here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, most of the ones who sing a song get to be in.
1: I agree. Um, Okay, I'm going with Megara because I like having an actress on the team. Like, in my... When I, like, imagine this quest, I assume there'll be some parts of the quest that are in more rural, wooded forest areas, and some parts that are in more heavily populated areas where you'll have to like wheel and deal Mm -hmm. you'll always need to trick somebody I mean like that's why Esmeralda is here too but like I feel like she's more of the brawn I kind of need like a beauty do you know what I mean I need we need a Trojan horse
0: (laughs) right no I like that because it's like at the same time it's like not every quest is going to be exactly the same yeah like if you want to make a party whose bit is talking their way in and out of things, mm-hmm. that's valid. Like there are so many different ways to approach a problem.
1: Right. Like I, I just like her cause I think she's, she'd be good on your team cause she's a good liar. I mean, there are some scenes in, in Hercules where you believe her when, when, you know, that's like part, that's part of what her job is in the beginning of the movie is just lying and being really right, believable right. at it. And like, also, you know, to kind of like copy off your notes about, Um, um, Jasmine having, like, a genie that she can call on. I'm also just picking these of, like, my team is is mostly compiled of women who have, like, a man that is obsessed with her somewhere in in the
0: background. That doesn't feel like cheating to, like, call... Like, in terms of backup, (laughs) that doesn't feel like you're cheating too much. No.
1: (laughs) Like, Tiana could call a man who's obsessed with her as has got a couple men who are obsessed with her, like, Megara, obsessed. Right. You need something? Yes. Just call.
0: <laughs> I mean, I assume, I assume some of the, like, princes have been captured in this scenario. Like, Perhaps. Like, you know, when it's time for one of the princesses to have, like, their, quote-unquote, their story arc, mm-hmm. where a quest is specifically about them and their character growth, I assume one of them will be like, you gotta rescue Aladdin. He's been captured. Right. In that but it wouldn't class be Hercules. Like Yeah,
1: no. We're inviting Meg Hercules because be Hercules be is obsessed can't. with her. And if she if she sent for him, he would come a run in. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. you want that? I like it.
1: You want that in your arsenal. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Round four.
1: <laughs> wait, okay. so like okay. wait, 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 what are our teams so far? Tiana,
0: okay, so Esmeralda, mine... Meg, what's yours? Rapunzel, Moana, Jasmine.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean like I like that, like, we have totally different approaches to this. Like, mine, I feel like is much more, like, strategic, where yours is is a lot more, like, muscle.
0: Yeah, mine is more, like, strength and magic, and yours is more charisma and intelligence. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there'll be an epic team up at some point.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Well, I'm not really breaking that convention with this pick. So, uh, (laughs) my pick is, and this is probably the wildest one I'm going to do. Um, mine is Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon, the most recent princess to be added to the canon. Isn't it wild to think of like, like we talked about like how, like Encanto didn't really get a, you know, media presence until it came out on Disney Plus because like they didn't really push it hard enough in theaters. Mm -hmm. Like Raya almost doesn't exist. And I kind of liked it. Yeah.
1: And and even though, like, it's... That was one for me that I didn't feel... I liked it, but I didn't feel, like, strongly about it. But I do feel disappointed that it it truly was just kind of, like, brushed away. Like, we just don't talk right. about it.
0: Right. Because even I don't, like, brave that much, but, like, all the ones that yeah. have princess... Like, all the princess ones, I want them to have a cultural presence. I like adding to this little canon. Mm. Like, I like this little, like, universe... Like, again, as you say, it's cool that, like, the core branding for Disney is this, like, female-coded thing. Mm-hmm. They have, like, a little stable of princesses. Right. And I think, like, adding to that's a big deal. Right.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, yes, but Raya. So... This seems like an obvious pick. my t- tank. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like... Uh, one of like one of them had to be like a front lines sort of like fighter. Mm-hmm. I actually was re-watching Raya for this and it's like man she is so all her action scenes are so cool. There's so many cool action scenes where she's just going sword to sword with someone or hand to hand with someone. Mm-hmm. Like and that's all you need to know. She's the fighter. She's the one who takes the hits. Yeah. She's the one who leads the charge. And I'm sorry sword is cool. I love her sword is also a whip. That rules. That is really cool. I'll that's never awesome. not like that. Yeah.
1: That's really like that's such a Star wars type weapon, is it
0: not? Right. It's, like, such a fantasy weapon in terms of, like, oh, it can do everything. Right. And I think I mentioned on a previous episode, like, the early designs where it was also a gun. Like, the idea is it was, like, a scimitar. You hit it into something and then pull a trigger and it creates, like, a...
1: Whoa. That's weird. And I'm like,
0: that's also cool. Yeah. Um. And I also like her because, like, her whole arc is learning to trust people. Like, every team needs right. a Raphael. Like, I yes. needed, like... <laughs> Yeah, I needed someone to be the Raphael of the group.
1: Mm, that's true. Yeah, All that's right. a good one. Who, thank you.
0: All right, who is your fourth pick?
1: Okay, my fourth pick might surprise you, actually, just based on okay. what you know about me and my taste in Disney princesses. Oh, so in my fourth round, my, my fourth round pick is going to be Anna.
0: Really? Yes. <laughs> you picked a non-magical
1: one? I pick, I picked the non-magical one. Yeah, I did. Um I picked her because I think she's got heart. The the kids got heart, okay? Again, and that seems to really matter to me, but it's like she is not a quitter. Like, this is someone who will truly go the distance for for you. She's extremely loyal and she will fight all the way till the bitter end. Like she, I, if if any of them have proven that they will like risk themselves, risk their own lives for the cause, it's Anna. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love that she attacks everything with like I've got nothing to lose, and perhaps I maybe do have something to lose, but that doesn't matter to me. Like I'm on the team. She, she's, she's, she has that dog in her.
0: Does she you not? know what? There's a lot of things you can say about Frozen and a lot, a lot of things you can say about Frozen too. but you can never <laughs> once say she don't got that dog in her.
1: You can't, you can't say she don't got that dog in her.
0: <laughs> You're right. It's just science. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, if they had fantasy x-rays, we would know the answer.
1: And they should. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a fun pick. I like that one. And I would feel weird if we didn't pick at least one Frozen character. Yeah, that's true. Not the one we were expecting. I mean, the, one the other
1: liked. one is more...
0: Listen. Okay, this is going to be, like...
1: This is going to be, like, the least girl boss thing I ever say. But Elsa is way too emotional.
0: Well, yeah, that's why... Like, I can't have two Raphaels. <laughs> no. And one whose Raphaelness could literally blow... Freeze everyone to death.
1: Yeah, I... Just there's just something volatile about Elsa, and like everybody's got to have their head on straight for this journey, okay? And it's just not her. It's never been her.
0: Right. I imagine she's like a powerful ally. Like you have to go to the frozen world at some point and like mm-hmm. get something from her. Like Correct. That's her contribution to the story. Correct. Yeah. Um. Honestly, a big part of why I wanted to do the framing of like all the Disney worlds are connected because it's like Disney's doing that a lot now. Because we talk True. about mirrorverse. Like, you know, wreck and Ralph had them all, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I think I've talked about this. There's the new card game called Lorcana, which, guys, the name. Might have wanted to workshop. Like, I get mm. it. Lore and Arcana. Like, that's fine. Okay, but, yeah. Like, but, like, I like all of, like, so many of the cards are the princesses. And they're given, like, sort of plused abilities. And I think that's really fun. Mm. Um, like, the idea that they all have magical abilities. Um oh. So there's a lot of good people left for the final pick. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I really want to do someone magical, but that doesn't leave me a lot of options. I don't have a lot of magic on the team other than, like, the occasional Jasmine and Rapunzel. I don't Like, I don't have a many? lot of, like, I don't have a lot of practical magic. I guess I'm not a lot of them use magic. They're just connected to a lot of right. magic when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, they're magic like, adjacent. Overall. Yeah. I... Ooh. All right. Am I going, I'm torn between a sort of druid-esque choice or as like, a magic-esque choice?
1: I think a druid choice would be really interesting, but...
0: Okay, this is going to, the, all right, you know what? Because this one is really unexpected, and I want to throw okay. a curveball and play the classics. Uh-oh. I am going with Snow White.
1: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
0: it was either that or Cinderella, but... Cinderella and Jasmine kind of fall under the same boat for me.
1: Listen, like, again, men who are obsessed with you, seven of them?
0: Yes. Well, one, that's How about like, that? I like the idea that she has like an anime or like a like a video game, like a fighter game esque, like she goes up into the air and just summons all of them <laughs> exactly. in the fight. And they do their like punch, punch, punch,
1: punch. Right, punch, exactly. Punch, punch, and they get some
0: gear. It's like, thanks, guys.
1: But even on her own, Snow White isn't a bad pick. I can kind of see it. Right.
0: Right. Because, like, she doesn't do... Like, she cleans. That's the one thing she Mm -hmm. does in the whole movie. And it's like, you know, obviously they'll have her do more when it's Rachel Zegler. Um, Yeah. Did you see her quote um, today, or a couple days ago on Entertainment Tonight? Um, No. Because she's on the picket line in New York, and she just goes, if I can be in a... If I can stand around for 16 hours dressed up as an iconic Disney princess... I can get paid for every time someone streams it. And I'm like, well, Mm. that's subjectively true.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um,
0: I will say her quotes about the movie have gotten me actually kind of unreasonably hyped for it. Like she's selling it really well. Really? She was just talking about how it's like, it's like a classic fairy tale. It's like Mark Webb wanting to make a film for his kids. She also made a joke that she's like, you would be shocked how much apple stuff there is in like the craft table and like the desserts. Oh God. Like, At some point, it started to feel passive-aggressive for me. Wow. Um, I'm excited. But anyway, yeah, so Snow White, for me, it is, of the original three princesses, she's the one who's most attuned to nature, where Mm -hmm. she can, like, assemble a posse of wild critters to sort of help her get tasks done. And just having that connection to nature is also, like, you just have scouts. You have a world of scouts at your disposal. Mm. Like, you're in a town, talk to the pigeons. You're out in the woods, ask a deer for guidance like having this sort of like bond to nature just gives you an upper hand in any scenario you might run into.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I didn't even think about the um the nature element of it, but yeah, she is kind of the reason that there is the stereotype of princesses and critters.
0: Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, and there's, like, a sing-song... Like, I like the idea that, like, one person's power of song mm-hmm. can, has a powerful song that just calls nature to their aid.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, that is that's that is a curveball, but I see it. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: So your team is complete.
0: Yes. The only challenge is she's a bit of a glass cannon, whereas, like, all of the others yeah. can, like, take their lumps. Right. She's got to be at the back of the party.
1: Right? She's got... She's... She would be the Spider Man in the Team Iron Man, where it's like, right. all right, you, all right, sit, sit, sit back down. Yeah, like keep you're your up.
0: distance. Yeah, keep your distance. Just like, yeah. do your come like, in, do your range,
1: do thing. your job. But then you got to take a break because you're kind of a kid,
0: <laughs> right? That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, but every team needs a kid. Oh well, yes, w-
1: without question.
0: Actually, it's really irresponsible. Well,
1: yeah, um, as as Iron Man learned. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, who is your final pick for the 2023 Princess Adventure Draft?
1: Okay, well, I gotta go back to my weapons girlies. And maybe this is a no-brainer, but I'm picking Mulan.
0: Yeah, it like, it's kind of outrageous it took us till the to the very end. That she's Mrs. Irrelevant or Mr. Irrelevant if oh, she's cross-dressing. Oh,
1: without question. Yeah, she could be either.
0: Yeah, she- like, <laughs> I like it. Like at the NFL draft, there's always that one guy who's trending to fall out of the first round who they made the mistake of inviting to New York. And they just keep cutting to him, like, just clearly furious, but trying to play it off so people don't think he has an attitude problem. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. This is, it's funny that that we have a a Mr. Irrelevant, Mrs. Irrelevant. Yeah. Um, But, like,
0: she's like, I saved all of China. Do you know how big? Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, but this is that's is the reason that she's here. She is like masterful on horseback. She's fought in a war, like okay, she can she can take a an arrow to the abdomen and like keep working essentially. <laughs> um right. yeah, she 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 is like trained professionally in combat. Right. And, and she's crafty with it. And she's crafty with it, yeah. Yeah. She could she figured out how to like kill the huns with a firework like right that's that's ingenuity right there but we just need a straight up weapons girly like just somebody with the weapons who can use them when in doubt just bring in the weapons thank you
0: yeah who has like a proficiency in every type of weapon so they can be in any scenario and they'll still roll well exactly Um, and i also that's kind of one of the underspoken things comparing the live action one to the animated one. Whereas the the live action one presents her as having some kind of, I think they call it like chi or ki. Where okay. it's like, Oh, she has like a supernatural ability at fighting. That's why she's so oh, good at it. I see. Whereas, like they literally treat it like the force. It's, again, i that's another one of those episodes that I will force down America's throat one way or the okay. other. Okay. But in the animated, like, as Mushu points out, it's like, well, you're a girl. You have to think differently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, she, as good as she is at fighting, she has disadvantages, but knows how to make up for those disadvantages right. by outthinking them.
1: Right, exactly.
0: All right. So just to recap the teams the Carter Roses are <laughs> Rapunzel, Moana, Jasmine, Raya, and Snow White.
1: And the 2023 Sydney Barbies are Tiana, Esmeralda, Megara, Anna. And Mulan.
0: Those are two really strong teams. I
1: really like my team. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I actually think my team is kind of great.
0: Yeah. Honestly, my team, it's less like who I have and more, man, I can't believe I didn't let that person make the cut. Because there are a lot of great undrafted free agents. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: who else else is on your list?
0: Uh, Aurora and Cinderella, who I discussed. Belle, because I like the idea that she could call in Beast for backup. Oh. And she's, like, inventive. She's an inventor's yeah, daughter. Yeah, she,
1: she can read. We, we can't verify that any of these other chicks can. Not right. gonna lie.
0: <laughs> like, talking about the different, like, fantasy action versions of these characters they've done, the um, the one is, uh, like, the, the card game makes her a master inventor, and Mirrorverse mm. makes her a sorcerer, because she reads books, uh, Merida is another one who didn't get picked. Ariel. I thought about Merida.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Pocahontas, which I'm like, well, we're just not touching that. Um,
1: I would have never picked Ariel though. That's a liability right there.
0: See, in the live action, in the live action movie,
1: I mean, maybe they,
0: they reference the idea of a, like a siren song like they lean into the water mythology of it all and i'm okay. like i wish they elaborated on that does she actually have magical powers
1: yeah like is her
0: voice that strong right um i thought about throwing a wild card and saying tinkerbell but then i'm like i don't know hmm. every time i want to make a fairy character in and i'm like but they're so little
1: right exactly yeah I'm like
0: that just it feels like it creates more problems than it solves
1: right exactly
0: are some of the ones you were looking at?
1: Well, I mean, they got drafted by you. Like Moana and Rapunzel and things like that.
0: Well, should have lost the coin toss, dude. Ugh.
1: Dang it. Next time. But I'm happy with my team.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a fun little exercise. We
1: should do this again in the future, but with princes.
0: Oh, man. That yeah, would be fun. We definitely have to do that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And...
0: We also talked about, um, this possibly being like an expansion idea in terms of like, you know, we were talking about Disney in the context of D&D and with a lot of our friends being very interested in tabletop games, there may be a episode in the future where we see how these skills are put to the actual test. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So who knows? Who knows? Stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah. Um. I had a lot of fun with this episode. This was a nice, chill way to start off my birthday Right.
1: Yeah, this was fun. Um, I like when we do games like this.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's exciting because it is leading us into a very big milestone for the podcast that we will be talking all about next week.
1: Yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for that.
0: Yes. And until we go dungeon diving once again, I'm Carter.
1: And I'm Sydney.
0: Have a magical day.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: The Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney.
1: Follow us on Twitter, at Disney Desk, for the latest updates about the show.
0: Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon.
1: For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreon.com slash Disney Desk and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Thank you.